four Shonen Jump manga might get canceled on this huge episode of oh, no. no matter how you Shonen Jump is scrambling right now, and what I mean by that is, y'all know I've been reporting that two of the newbies that came out recently in Shonen Jump, Ayashimon and Doran Dororan, is not doing too well. Like, they're in the bottom of the TOC, the manga sales came out, Doran Doran flopped harder than ever, Ayashimon, it did okay. And then I'm getting these reports, because remember we also talked about that Shonen Jump for the first time in like ages, if not ever, switched up their survey to ask questions about what fans feel like about volume sales, which I don't know if that's stuck i think they ended up going back i'm not sure but then they put out a report that ayashimon volume one has gotten a second new reprint which means it's selling so well we had to reprint it right like so that makes me think like hey it's doing pretty good on top of that ppppp the music manga the one about like the piano dude and ayashimon are respectively the 18th and 23rd best-selling volume ones in japan 2022 for the first quarter from january to march so like they're even in the top 30 newbies which for shonen jump and Shueisha they probably don't even like that like if you're not in the top 10 what are you doing you a Shueisha title is probably how they're looking at it and then it brings me back to this series Hungry Joker this was the series that the creator of Black Clover was doing before he did Black Clover it ultimately got cancelled after 24 chapters but I was heavily invested in this series and I really looked into every possible announcement every blurb about this series and I remember they gave me false hope 10 years ago now when they said that Hungry Joker Volume 1 is a raving smash critics are loving it and they got a reprint and everything and i was like oh yeah we're gonna survive and then we got canceled so i'm not gonna put too much stock into their press releases and the smoke and mirrors that they try to blow up us but ultimately i am going to say that I wouldn't be surprised because I'm even hearing from people like Shonen Saito where he's saying that from the pacing wise because I kind of fell behind on both of them they both feel like they're going to end and then there was also a third serialization the author of Koisuru One Piece Shugomaru I think it was called and that one is doing poorly as well we might get within the next month or two four canceling I'm telling you right now here let's name this segment right now four Shonen Jump manga might get canceled within the next couple of weeks to months because if Shugomaru is an absolute flop Doran Dororan sales are very bad and Ayashimon sales are like mediocre but based on the pacing it almost seems like they're rushing to end that one as well they might say screw it we're getting they're out of here get them out of here and that kind of blows my freaking mind like dog yo yeah I gotta what Shonen Saito said Ayakashi Triangle has been moved to Jump Plus which I forgot about that now that they moved Ayakashi Triangle another big title that's for manga both Ayashimon and Doran Doran are giving clear signals that they're moving too fast in order to wrap stuff up Shugomaru is Shugomaru it's a flop off the rip and could we be getting a new batch of four new manga soon probably so I take that back three cancellations three manga might be getting cancelled and four might be coming in imagine being a Naruto fan in 2022 and having great news really excited to talk about it and I know if you're a Naruto fan you're probably like okay Fenev what is it what's going on here what's happening because I'm being very clear when I say Naruto fan and not 
not Boruto fan because, well, technically it could still be Boruto, so let me not completely eat my words. Because we're through the grapevine, and when I say grapevine, I want to be very clear because this is coming from a leak from an inside source that has been right about several things. So I'm going to stress that this is not official confirmation. This still goes in the rumor pile, although it's a strong rumor of like, yo, dog, if trust me, bro, I know is a thing that really you should listen to, this is kind of one. Because a YouTuber that goes by the name Senju in Japan has broken a lot of different stories in the past about different games, and he's just been dead on right way before official confirmations or anything. So this is why I say there is a lot of validity there, and it's a credible source, but you just never know. And also my homie PS360 HD2 vouched for it as well, so that's a lot more of a boost. Again, I'm not saying this is official, but it probably most likely is. Apparently, Naruto Storm 5 is coming, and apparently from what has been told based off of this leak is that Naruto Storm 5 has been in production for a year, and automatically so many questions come to my mind because I'm like, wait a minute, isn't CyberConnect 2 the one that did Naruto Storm, and aren't CyberConnect 2 currently doing Demon Slayer? Like, didn't they just announce that they're releasing new DLC for Demon Slayer of Uzui and all the stuff from the Entertainment District arc? How the hell are they gonna do this? And my mind immediately makes me think that, yo, they're swapping and they're using similar materials because if you've ever played Demon Slayer, then you know that that game, Hinokami Chronicles, is straight up like Storm. It's almost the same exact engine, so I wouldn't be surprised if they're using the same engine and developing like, hey, we'll create the characters and the models for this one here and for this one here. And of course, you know, they switch maybe the shading and stuff so it doesn't look straight up, but it's like essentially copying homework, but it's a company that is copying each other's homework. Because if all of this is true, then that would make me question like, okay, are we going to get another Demon Slayer Hinokami Chronicles? Or are they going to just support this one through DLC until the end of time? Because how do you do that? I mean, it would make sense. And I think financially, it can be done way more efficient to just develop both of those games at the same time. Because, hey, you're literally just creating stage maps and stuff like that and the character designs, but it's all within the mechanics of that same engine that they use. I don't want to say it's the Unreal Engine. I forget what engine they use. I always hear Unreal. I'm pretty sure it's not Unreal. It's an another engine, but the, the Cyber Connect 2 engine. And the reason why I don't want to say Naruto Storm is because if it's going to continue and they're going to be adapting the stuff that's happened, then they got to go into Boruto. And the Naruto Storm 4 game with all the DLC they had entered into the Boruto Naruto the movie stuff, but technically that still was like within the realms of the Naruto IP, so they kind of got away with that. This one, you got to go straight in through Kara and everything, so it could very well just be called Boruto Naruto Storm, something like that, or it could be called Boruto to Naruto Storm, the fifth evolution, something there. Partially, I think that they're not going to want to go the Storm 5 route, and probably they might want to rebrand, because the whole point of Boruto to begin with has been, hey, we want a new audience, we're going a different direction, so calling it Naruto Storm 5 would almost feel like it's going against that very thing that has been promoting from the get-go, that, hey, if you're a Naruto fan and want to join us, cool, but we're not really targeting you, so there's a lot of variables, but we do know that more than likely the next Naruto game that's going to come following Shinobi Strikers is probably going to be a Storm game and oh my god yes if that's what the fans want then please deliver now if this information turns out to be wrong again y'all know who to attack no I'm just playing don't attack nobody honestly I, I believe that this is going to be fact I believe that these two gentlemen like first of all PS3 that's my guy also the other gentleman has been right about a lot of things in the past so we gotta wait and see but more than likely Naruto Storm 5 based off this leak is going to come we're going to get a Naruto Storm game again and oh my gosh I am so happy because Naruto Storm games like they did a lot for me like back in the day I remember I stopped playing video games and it was Naruto Storm 2 that got me back into gaming in general like I wanted nothing to do with gaming and I played Naruto Storm 2 and I'm a gamer again partially hey but how do you guys feel about that one do you think that another Naruto Storm is going to be successful
successful? Is it needed? Do you want it? Are you going to pick it up? Should it be called Naruto Storm 5 or Boruto Storm or Boruto to Naruto Next Generation Storm? That's that's a lot. How about just Boruto Storm fine? Because keeping it real, playing all the stuff that we watched in the anime in 2021 in that engine, it just sounds like so much fun. And the boss battles. Almost as much fun as getting a new trailer like we just got for the Demon Slayer anime and it kind of blew my mind because I was like, wait a minute, what? Like Demon Slayer's anime just wrapped up. Like what was it, last month or something? A few weeks ago? Like it hasn't been that long, but they already got a little bit of a teaser for the upcoming Demon Slayer Swordsmith Village arc. And I wouldn't be surprised the reason they're doing that is probably they broke up production. They probably, when they decided to make that season of Demon Slayer season two, for starters, you can see that they were thinking in more of a business standpoint because they gave us seven recap episodes of a film, right? I believe it was the first seven that was the Mugen Train movie. So that was automatically a money play. And then the remaining episodes was like, some of them were longer and I give them credit for at the very least not completely cheating us out of an experience. There was some long, you know, back-to-back like 40-minute episodes and stuff, but it still felt like, ooh, man, I would have loved 24 brand new episodes. Screw the moving train stuff. And what probably happened was they were like, yo, we could kind of break up production, like make this excuse to still kind of extend it. And at the same time, we could already be on our way to the next season with the Swordsmith Village arc. Because over the weekend, we got a new trailer for the upcoming Demon Slayer Swordsmith Village arc. And it says here, Demon Slayer anime Swordsmith Village arc previewed in video, the Kimetsu no Utage Yukaku Hen event for the Demon Slayer anime revealed a new promotional video on Saturday for the anime's upcoming Swordsmith Village arc, Kachanakaji no Sato Hen television anime. The official Demon Slayer USA Twitter said, get ready to embark on a new mission within the Swordsmith Village in this brand new trailer from Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba's Swordsmith Village arc. Director Haruo Sotozaki, character designer and chief animation director Akira Matsushima, the animation studio Ufotable, and the main cast are all returning for the new arc. And Ufotable better return for every arc. I mean, would you watch Demon Slayer if it was to like get moved different studios? Like for example, if Toei was to pick up Demon Slayer or Studio Piro, would you continue watching it? I bet a lot of people will probably answer no to that and they probably in the long run still would and will probably all complain about how good it used to be. And based off the trailer, it looks like they have a few pieces of animation. Like majority of it of this trailer supposedly was basically like reused footage, but I believe towards the end there was a little bit and I'm just ready for more. I'm not gonna lie. You gotta think about it for a second. We're in a different era, a different time in terms of anime manga fandom because yo the biggest series right now in the world that constantly goes crazy with sales yeah one piece is big and all that i'm talking about demon slayer right now okay i know what i'm saying like it would still be number one if it was continuing on its manga ended now two years ago and its anime is still about maybe halfway over which is a stark contrast to everything the past has told us about shonen manga and their adaptations and pretty much that the manga needs to be ongoing and how back in the day majority of the anime didn't even have the finished ending from the manga because they wouldn't go for a season two or three or anything like that so we're in very different times and it looks like hopefully we're not gonna have too much of a drought between that and the next season of demon slayer i wouldn't be mad if they did 12 every year to be honest with you as long as they're upfront about it as long as they don't be like yo we're gonna do you know whatever and then seven recap episodes and 11 episodes with a few of them being extended big episodes and uh, but don't get me wrong shout outs to all those animators and everybody putting in their hard work at ufotable and yeah the swordsmith village arc might not be far off if we're getting another trailer even though it was a small teaser but if we're getting another trailer here in april 2022 we could probably see it at the top or maybe spring of next year which sounds like a long ways off but for a production like demon Slayer, i don't even think a year away that that might be too much it might be maybe top of 2023 which again not far off nine months away and just like chainsaw man fans are about to be eating because yeah we got more confirmation which it was months ago and a lot of people attacked me and i remember what happened i remember how people was doing me there was a little bit of a false rumor that went around that 
Chainsaw Man was confirmed for fall 2022, I went and I was like, yo, no, hey, it looks like this is legit or whatever. Maybe I should have done a little more due diligence keeping it a buck. But nevertheless, I put out the video and then people was like, ha, 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 that's why you got tricked. You <laughs> Congratulations. You're the one that pushed the misinformation and you got me on a mistake. Like, what good would it do me to try and push misinformation out there? Do I have any ties to any of these companies? Am I going to benefit from saying, hey, yeah, Chainsaw Man is going to come out in fall instead of like it coming out in winter or something like I get nothing from that. But either way, the good news here is that we now have seemingly confirmation confirmation that the TV anime Chainsaw Man will be hitting broadcast for 2022. And I'm going to tell you like this because the anime manga landscape, I'm starting to notice a change and I want to see if you guys see what I mean that we're almost looking at it from a music business standpoint now. And what I mean by that is we're starting to have quarterly big releases and whatnot with the anime in terms of like they save all the big guns for this time of year. It's starting to look like that. Like, have you noticed that like the end of last year, for example, it was like, yo, we got JoJo's, we got Attack on Titan, like so many big things. Like it's almost as if like now, like how music artists will be like, yo, fourth quarter of the year, you got Drake coming, you got the big dog coming, little babies coming and stuff like that. Like they try to do things like that now with the anime. So now Chainsaw Man is going to come in 2022 by fall. I believe Bleach is supposed to come around there as well. I forget it's been a little bit, but Bleach is coming out. Like we got a lot of big heavy hitters that are going to be coming around the same time is as if they're going to flood the market because right now just keeping it real since Demon Slayer and Attack on Titans anime has ended it's not completely dry I feel like One Piece the manga has been holding down the manga scene in terms of like the mainstream and trending and all that stuff for the most part One Piece on a positive note anyway has been holding it down anime side of things it's been a little bit dry some of the seasonal stuff has been like Spy Family people are talking about it but is Spy Family really going to be the thing that drives everyone like an Attack on Titan or an action series in general it doesn't have the action that it's going to get those mainstream people in i think the family aspects could give and provide a different experience altogether but it's not going to give that same bang for your buck like a uh, jujutsu chainsaw thingy majig and speaking of bleach i got a little piece of trivia for you guys shout outs to the person that provided it bleach scans over on twitter uh apparently the creator of bleach revealed something and i'm not sure exactly when he released this this could have been a bit ago but according to this i found it to be very interesting i'm not gonna lie bleach creator taite kubo revealed that cygnus hyoga from the classic manga Saint Seiya is one of his favorite protagonists from a weekly Shonen Jump series pretty much of all time I'm guessing and Kubo has talked openly his love for Saint Seiya also called Knights of the Zodiac and its inspiration on him for years so Saint Seiya uh, was a big inspiration which I'm not gonna lie it doesn't feel that way if you watch Bleach I mean I guess maybe the structure like Bleach has that classic hey 1v1 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 structure like back in the days with Saint Seiya so I could see that inspiration there but in terms of dog if you look at like bleach and saint seiya bleach is like dark as hell oftentimes some people might describe it like god damn it feels a little emo with that a soundtrack i love it personally and i'm not saying emo in terms of a derogatory or negative thing i think it looks sick but you compare that to saints never die like yeah that's not hitting the same as yeah stop before i started scrambling all over the words but yeah that's so random i don't see it at all like i really don't aside from the 1v1 structure like i guess like soul reapers never die although they do because if you watch the thousand of blood war when it comes you're gonna see bodies is gonna hit the floor or souls i guess and speaking of souls there's wandering souls out there kind of like the main character of to your eternity a freaking amazing series and we got a little bit of an update on season two already uh to your eternity tv anime's new teaser trailer reveals staff studio change for season 
two. Whoa, I've been holding on to this article for a little bit, kind of trying to squeeze it where it fits in an episode of Forever News, and I just looked at this and I'm like, do deal change you. Before we completely go batshit crazy and say it's doom and gloom, let's read more see, well, which studio? The story of the immortal boy Fushi continues later this year, and to get another taste of what's to come in the second season of the To Your Eternity TV anime, which will continue to adapt Yoshitoki Oima's A Silent Voice fantasy manga of the same name, the series released a new teaser trailer alongside revealing that the director of the anime has changed alongside a move to another anime studio. Kyoko Sayama, who is best known for directing Skip Beat and Brave 10, will be taking over as the director to To Your Eternity from season 1 director Masahiko Murata. The rest of the staff are returning from the first season. The second season will now be produced at Studio Drive, which takes over production capacity from Brain's base. And I ain't even gonna lie, I think that this is going to be a massive disaster. I've never even heard of Drive like that, and maybe I'm off and maybe they've done some big stuff but anytime a series switches studios it's disaster i'm not man to your eternity has some really beautiful stuff some of those transformations are gorgeous and i'm sure they blew through budgets that whoever put up f- to make this anime i guess brain baits put up and i uh, even maria it's i don't want to be the doom and gloom police but as a matter of fact it might make it that i might enjoy it more if i go into it saying that it's probably gonna be a disaster prove me wrong even a smidge and maybe we can talk i mean come on seven deadly sins was like the worst freaking thing ever when they switch studios and you know some people still to this day complained about the attack on titan anime switch even though i would argue that's one of the best cases of a studio taking over and the anime not diving in quality something that i want to do from time to time some very small stories that i just wanted to slip through this episode yo blade of the immortal has a sequel like i was just scrolling through and i saw from manga moguro re blade of the immortal sequel mugen no junin bakumatsu no show volume 6 by renji takigawa and ryu suenobu and i'm like volume 6 when, when did volume 1 when did the announcement come out like a blade of the immortals yo blade of the immortal is fire i got like i don't know how many volumes somewhere around there dog manji i'm not a big fan of any of really the anime adaptations like the newest anime adaptation i think it was like 2019 it felt very stiff the animation felt extremely stiff the art was gorgeous but the animation was stiffer than my grandma's elbows and then the other freaking thing with the previous anime before that i forget but people just slandered the crap out of it and honestly i never even really gave it a try i've just heard it's, it's a terrible anime but the manga is up there the manga's up there with the best of them i'm not even gonna lie and i'm still like blade of the immortal sequel mugen no juning bakumatsu no show what likewise with this interesting news that detective mystery series kendaichi shonen no jikenbo aka the kendaichi case files by amagi semaru satofumiya has 100 million copies in circulation worldwide from 12 countries in total for the whole series including various spin-offs and sequels that is big anytime you hit the 100 mil that is big big so shout outs to those dudes that did kendaichi and and also, I'm not even saying this, just like, I'm on Forever News, I gotta tell you guys, like, I stay away from a series like Kendaichi because it sounds somewhat like Detective Conan, and I can see myself getting very addicted to Kendaichi, and that means you guys is gonna get a lot less attention. I, I, I see, that's like a series that I could tell that I'd probably fall in love with, and I would watch every single freaking episode and read everything that I can, and no, 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 responsibility no allow such things, lad. And another little mini story is that Golden Kamui by Satoru Noda is getting a live action movie adaptation, and I think this would be one that I would actually try try because 
Golden Kamui. It'd be interesting to see how they handle it. I don't know. I like Golden Kamui. I, I have a little soft spot for it. I had a little nice time when I watched the first season back in the day. And they're doing a live action. It could be alright. I don't want to be completely pessimistic about it. But you just never know. Either way, still big news for the series. Shout outs to them. I'm sure the creator loves getting a little bag for something like that. Just like the creator of Marshall is probably loving his popularity. Because Marshall been, you know, I'm saying doing some things. But also this popularity poll. Marshall's first character popularity poll has received 65,699 really on some 666 shit, shit alright and the top 6 votes was it the unofficial weekly shonen jump account that decided yo we're gonna do all this 6 shit like what, what, what we doing here dog where, where, where we at with it number 6 Finn with 3,500 votes 5 Rain with 5,035 a 4 Dot with 5.1 so he beat out by like what a buck 50 Rain uh, Lance at number 3 68 Caldo at number 2 78 92 and then Mosh at the top clearly it gotta be Mosh at the top that's crazy there's no uh, is it lemon i forget what's her name the main girl of the series which they really haven't developed much where from where i'm at i'm at like after the orochimaru invades the leaf arc what a cool little list again uh marshall's rising once that anime pops up i can't wait to see all the marshall videos like y'all know it's coming right y'all know all the marshall discussions deep dives analysis all of it is coming once that anime pops however in order to get an anime that pops first you got to get a manga going and we got the top 50 best-selling manga right here starting at number 50 of spy family volume one coming in at number 50 14,000 so yeah spy family fans are being created via that anime that's really interesting to see we got blue lock at 48 with another 14 dope 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 one piece interesting volume 46 that's been out okay a little over a month now um 16,237 definitely just you know it's what it is it's a decline but you know one piece is still still the goat uh tokyo avengers volume 26 17,499 almost a mil it'll will it hit a mil Ooh, it, it could or could not before it leaves it's starting to drop out they need to do something quick get that to a million uh then we got the slime series with 18,976, 437. Then that Spy Family Volume 1 through 3 box set that did 19,000, which again, that is so smart to do a box set like that too because this is a family anime. So if you're putting the first three volumes in this box set, it's just, it's a, it's a win. It's a really dope little gift for a family or anything like that. Like, I can see Spy Family being big around Christmas time. People loving like different Spy Family gifts because it's family. So so no Fred in Volume 7 at number 40, 19,000. Whole bunch more Spy Family, Volume 6, 7, 5 at 35 34 33 all doing about 21 22,000 then places 30 through 21 again more spy family kaiju number eight volume six hanging in there 24,000 close to 600,000 3,000 away dope 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 which watch volume five okay seven days so here let's take a look right this is volume five so this is let's just say they're around like what 30 something chapters maybe uh, they probably already hit that year's worth mark of chapters hypothetically speaking about 50 some chapters let's just say because there's unreleased chapters that haven't been put in volume form yet 30,000 for a series that that's actually pretty good I could see maybe Witch Watch could last because it's doing okay then we got Shimatsu no Valkyrie that record of Ragnarok that anime and stop shit even though people were hating on the anime almost 30,000 271,000 total then we got places 20 through 11 again more spy family sheesh yo mushi pedal my god I, I still always be like volume 77 how <laughs> how the elusive samurai volume 5 again a newbie see here's the difference right witch watch and elusive samurai both on volume 5 witch watch at, vo at volume 5 29,000 sales the elusive samurai volume 5 50,000 sales so expect the elusive samurai to stick around that's going to be one i don't know if it's going to be big it's from the creative assassination classroom but it it's doing big and then we got the top 10 right here oh, what the f 
crazy. Isn't that Ultimate Muscle, Hulk Hogan's favorite manga? Uh, Moriarty the Patriot. That's dope. Volume 17. I believe the anime dropped a season or two ago. 63,000. I think the anime helped it. Uh, then we got Jujutsu Kaisen. So we got Volume 19's limited edition. So just the bonus edition of the latest Jujutsu Kaisen did 63,000. Because now we got the full sales, the full seven days, uh, 133,000 total. Black Clover. Black Clover, Black Clover, Black Clover. Volume 32. Uh, in a full seven days, 105,000. Even though it's not the craziest and it never was the craziest, there's still respectable sales. You're still hitting six figures, 32 volumes in, and a whole lot of hate on top of it from people that probably would have been into Black Clover if they weren't exposed to all of its predecessors. Because that's one of the main criticisms, you know, it copies this, it's like that, and Black Clover's just dope, man. Shout outs. I I'm happy to see Tabata in seven days to win six figures. Dope stuff. Dragon Ball Super Volume 18, 141. Dragon Ball Super's sales been going up a lot. They know what they're doing. They know bringing in Bardock, they knew what they were doing. Big, big sales. Big money with Bardock. Uh, Takopi's original manga, I mean... <laughs> Takopi's to original sin. And I don't know why I always cover it. It's the joke is over. This is the last time I'm covering it. It looks like now a blonde Aladdin. Okay, no Sheherazade. Uh, 109. Wow, 200,000 on volume two. Why it says final? Is that the final volume? Was it a short? Uh, okay, whatever. A Spy Family volume nine. Could that be the latest one? Yes, I believe it is. Seven days, 606,000. Uh, yo, clap it up, man. You gotta salute. Not only the Spy Family, it was already doing 700, 800 on first week without an anime. It's still volume 9 in with the anime bringing it back up after like that initial manga hype died down. Like, salute! Then we got the top two dogs, One Piece and Jujutsu Kaisen. One Piece, 1,050,000. Uh, Jujutsu Kaisen, 1,093,000. That's crazy. Is this the first time? I wonder when's the last time this happened. I want to argue right now that this is the first time in a very long time that One Piece has not come in first place with a volume day debuting and that's that they even removed the limited edition sales because if you add in the limited edition sales that would easily equal like 1.17 mil or something so that's excluding the limited edition and by 33,000 they they allowed that to happen I'm gonna just keep it real they allowed that to happen because I think Shonen Jump has already accepted and I think Oda already has a plan an exit strategy so to speak for One Piece to end and that's for a different video altogether but I do think there's an exit strategy for One Piece and stuff like this is a prime example that they allow that to happen they could easily ship more books of One Piece which would equate to more sales because it would be available more places they allowed this to happen and this speaks volumes and holy cow no pun intended by the way holy cow Jujutsu Kaisen beat One Piece and this might be the first time in a while unless I'm misremembering and it might have happened last month I don't know but it almost has never happened in the history of me recording this a One Piece volume debuting number two and that's prob oh my god I know why they did this holy shit say whatever it's conspiracies I don't give a shit I know I'm right One Piece th they never do this but last week for some reason they did those early early sales and I think One Piece came in number one with the early sales so it tricks the people that really ain't looking too into this that One Piece with its latest volume came in number one when in actuality when the full sales came in Jujutsu Ka that's why they did that I was like yo why would they do that why would they put in you know what I'm saying like these early sales it happens once in the blue but not often and then when I saw that and <laughs> they tried to juke it that, that that was their best shot I, I give them I commend you he tried he tried good stuff and the average person is gonna not believe me and that's fine but that that's what happened okay but I ain't gonna lie, don't get me wrong, I like me some new manga from time to time. Like, for example, the Black Lagoon manga that recently got an announcement of a spinoff series. We got a little more info and some really exciting info. If you're a fan of Black Lagoon, this might be the manga that you want to continue in terms of the spinoff because we know the author takes a lot of hiatuses with Black Lagoon. And again, I'm not sure if this is done by the same author, though. Ooh. The new 
Black Lagoon spinoff manga series focused on the character Ada during her CIA beginnings titled Ada Initial Stage by Yamamura Hajime, Kami-sama Dolls, and Rei Hiroe is on the cover of the upcoming Sunday GX and it looks absolutely fire. And just being able to say Black Lagoon spinoff is mighty fuego, my lord. Like honestly, the Black Lagoon series, I've been waiting so long for more of the anime. Like I watched the original anime, I watched Roberta's Blood Trail. I, I, I really love Black Lagoon. It's one of the most down-to-earth reality action things it almost feels like it could have been like a 90s action flick or a 90s action tv series or something like i i don't understand why they've never tried to do a live action version of black lagoon like hands down if you fuck up a tv live action black lagoon just get out of the business already there's no way you can mess up a tv version of black lagoon i can only imagine how the author would feel and maybe that's why the author doesn't give them the rights or maybe that's why we don't got a live action maybe the author feels like yo dog what you ain't messing up nothing over here fam like yeah. But speaking of authors, let's talk about the weekly Shonen Magazine author comments. Because for starters, we got Ken Wakui, author of Tokyo Revengers. And he said, I went to see the Tokyo Revengers stage play. I was moved by how hot-blooded it was. And oh my god, that must have been so freaking cool. Like, Tokyo Revengers is already a dope manga, a dope anime, live action that's another one that you could pull off fairly easy if you get it right. Uh, then we got Kei Urana, author of Gachiyakuta, which in case you didn't know, I made a video first impression, which you see right here. Link will be in the description below. Go watch it. But Kei Urana said, my workplace is brown. Okay. <laughs> brown pride. Eden Zero, Hiromashima, fairy tale author, all of that good stuff. I was able to provide a certain interviewer who's a huge Mashima manga fan. Plenty of material during an interview. I'm gonna keep it a buck. I'm salty that that interviewer is not me and i'm very very disappointed like oh my god hiromashima dog i give you your flowers around here man why can't we get i'll pay for the interpreter dog come on come holla at your boy let me get that hiromashima scoop i want to know about rave i want to know about fairy tale i want to know how you dealt with the hate i want to know how you feel about the love i want to know your aspirations i want to know all of that good stuff come do an interview with your boy because i know i often talk about interviews Reviews and I haven't really done many. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gearing up for it. You're gonna see. Like, there's a lot of changes coming. Please bear with it. I know there's been a lot of changes to Forever News. I guess quickly for the real ones that stick around all the way to this point. There's been a lot of changes coming to Forever News. I got some really cool stuff coming for you. You just got to wait and see, I guess. Because I'm trying to evolve, trying to get it right, trying to make the best show possible for you guys. And also <laughs> survive on the YouTube algorithms. Then we got Negi Haruba, author of Ranger Reject. I'm proud to report I have resumed going out for late night ramen. That's fire. I would love to go out for some late night ramen. Anakabu Suzuki, author of Fortnite the apocalypse seven deadly sins i read this one already and i want every person that reads the weekly shonen magazine author comments and knows what i'm about to say right now or just as a matter of fact i don't want to put any thought just tell me what you think about what he says right here and if there was any influence for him to say this i like drinking but not being drunk it's this attitude that makes it hard to enjoy booze and he's saying that basically for people that are accusing him of enjoying being drunk and basically it sounds like he's snapping at people that criticize his alcohol consumption or the fact that he enjoys getting drunk and hey now on a serious note though like he does reference it constantly and even if it's a cultural difference like yeah they drink so what addiction doesn't like it's there's cultural boundaries of like addiction like addiction's like oh no there's culture over there i can't go over there like do anybody stop to think sometimes like sometimes they really be like yo trying to reach like no it's just culture like no addiction doesn't stop because there's a different culture over there if he's a drunk if he's an addict, he's, yeah. 
Japanese culture isn't going to stop addiction from coming through to this man's body or stop George Morikawa from pumping iron in the gym because the author of Hajime no Ippo had to say it was my intention to draw a cute critter like a squirrel whatever that means and yeah a lot of people wanted Black Clover to go away and well there you go it, it's going away okay people so you're gonna want to be subscribed and hit that notification bell so that way you're in tune with what i'm about to say because yes the title does not deceive you it is 100 legit black clover is going on hiatus we're gonna get into it but also i want you to know that it's a little bit deeper than what the press release is telling you because there's more information out there in terms of yeah i i, I don't know what's about to happen because according to leaks black clover by Yuki Tabata will be entering a short hiatus starting with weekly Shonen Jump issue number 23. And off rip, I'm just kind of like, whoa, where did this come from? We haven't been hearing anything as of late in terms of like Yuki Tabata having like major health issues. We haven't got anything like that. We've heard lately that he's, for the most part, in all of his author comments from the weekly Shonen Jump magazine, mainly he's always talking positive things about spending time with his daughter and his family. We haven't heard anything about him being like sick or anything like that. So off rip, I'm kind of like, wow, like, did Yuki Tabata get ill? It doesn't mention anything about him being sick. It doesn't mention anything in that regard either. It doesn't even mention, like, hey, because, you know, Black Clover right now is at a very pivotal part. It's 330 chapters deep. It just came to the end of a huge arc. And it could very well be at that point of, like, yo, it's entering the final arc, right? But it doesn't say anything like, hey, Yuki Tabata is going to be taking a month off or a couple months off for research for entering the final arc of Black Clover. Like, it doesn't go into anything like that. It just straight up comes out of nowhere saying, hey, it's going on an indefinite hiatus starting with issue number 23. And I'm like, okay, so is it something to do with Yuki Tabata's health or is it something deeper? Because in case you don't know, as it stands right now, as of the recording of this video, the Black Clover manga has been getting an insane amount of hate memes, all sorts of stuff following the end of the recent arc of Black Clover with the defeat of the latest villain in the manga. And... It's been down bad. Like, the memes and jokes have been to the point of, like, I'm seeing Mickey Mouse more on my Twitter timeline fighting against Lucifero than I am seeing Asta, the main character, because the meme has gotten that much out of control. But, like I told you guys, it's not just that cut and dry, right? It's not just that cut and dry in terms of Black Clover ending, because another announcement came out shortly after that is also coming from the same magazine that starting that same issue that the Black Clover manga is going to be going hiatus in Shonen Jump is going to be starting a new series now normally when Shonen Jump starts a new series that means that they're going to be taking something out of the magazine it's equivalent exchange essentially think like one goes another must come we actually were just talking about the fact that they removed Ayakashi Triangle a big Shonen Jump manga that I believe just got announced for like all sorts of stuff coming for it and anime included it was removed from the magazine due to some content so that's one series already removed then on top of that you got three newbies that aren't selling the greatest two of them in particular are selling terribly one of them is selling okay and their rankings in the toc they're constantly in the back of the magazine dead last it doesn't necessarily mean that's the reader surveys but it also could mean that hey the editorial staff is seen nobody really cares about this shit let's just put it towards the end but i say all that to say why start a brand new series if black clover is just 
that's going on a hiatus and it's going to come back fairly quickly and again it could be that that's a replacement for ayakashi triangle or it could be that this was an unexpected occurrence and they had something that like yo push it through immediately in terms of a replacement for black clover because again it's not a one-week hiatus like they've been doing for a lot of these authors which takes things even to another level of making me think like yo dog this could be even worse yes this could be even worse because if it goes down the world trigger route this could very well be the end of black clover as we know it and it could very well go into like hey yugi debata due to x y and z can no longer do weekly shonen jump we're going to be moving black clover over to let's just say the jump and that would be a way for the manga if they wanted it to if yugi debata wanted it to for the series to continue on for as long as they decided to do it if they moved it on over to a different magazine or if they decided to put you know what put black clover and jump plus i mean that would be a major boost for jump plus also again yuki tabata could write at his whim and they could keep going with a series just in case other stuff don't pan out that sells decently enough to justify like yo let's keep it around it makes us a couple bucks and yeah it has a massive anime fandom globally like i think black clover's anime and boruto's anime as well likewise are the two things that keep those series and those ips afloat if it wasn't for the fact that the boruto anime is so popular over there in japan i don't know if it would have continued black clover's anime i think held it down for a long time too how many times we reported over here like it's the number one anime on crunchyroll in like 83 countries or something crazy it's like it has proven that yeah there's other sides and other avenues that are successful but this comes as a shocker and as a black clover fan i'm not gonna lie a part of me feels sad about this because again we don't know when he could return but then also part of me feels like this might be an appropriate time to go take a step back and rethink things like black clover right now and for a little bit now has kind of felt like quality wise it hasn't been the same as it once was i remember i used to be foaming at them i was like oh my god i need the next black clover chapter like even a couple of years ago and as of recent i'm just kind of like oh there's new black clover <laughs> let, let, let's see how i'm gonna feel this week the manga just hasn't been the same flat out it's just changed dramatically and yeah i don't even know man i'm wondering if that had any impact like from what i'm seeing for the most part in terms of audience reaction like for example on twitter is in japan twitter they're not really necessarily completely hating it i've seen hate comments on japan twitter as well but also for the most part not many people are talking about it like there's not that much engagement over there in terms of the black clover manga and then over here in in the states there's definitely still that hardcore fan base that regardless of what are going to support black clover and rock with black clover but in terms of similar to what happened with fairy tale it's sad but that's starting to happen to black clover of that bad name of oh the power of friendship oh the magic oh it's so stupid like the writing is horrible and black clover getting that label that would be very hard for it to shake off because look at the creator of fairy tale to this day there's still a lot of readers that look at fairy tale and look at hiro mashima in a certain light because of certain events and it's been a a rough ride with black clover and this right here was beyond the speed bump and i'm curious what you guys think about this for starters what do you think is the reason right now for this sudden indefinite hiatus do you think it's something to do with the feedback from the fandom is it something deeper than that where do you think this is all going to go do you think black clover is going to have to switch magazines like there's a bunch of different publications under shueisha's belt they could decide to go a whole different route but wow this is all just a lot to take in and yeah black clover indefinite hiatus make sure you subscribe and hit the bell so i can let you guys know when it returns
Black Clover fans are come bearing good news and bad news. And you're gonna wanna subscribe and hit that bell to get all notifications so I can keep you up to date on all the craziness that is going on right now with Black Clover. And the bad news we're gonna get through first and then we're gonna get to the good news so that way we end off in positivity. Although to be fair, I'm gonna be warning you that the good news does lie within a few major, major spoilers. But the bad news is straight up, hands down, that Black Clover. Unfortunately, the hiatus has been defined because yesterday, in case you missed it, it was announced and confirmed that Black Clover was going to be going on an extended hiatus. It wasn't just going to be the one week that it normally does here and there. It was like, hey, it's going on a short hiatus. Considering the fact that it wasn't defined, I said, hey, that's indefinite. You're not giving me an answer. Short could mean anything. Short to somebody is 100 years, while short to somebody is 5 minutes, right? So that's indefinite to me. So I was like, okay, it's short. They don't know when but all right and then today boom we got the massive announcement that for starters black clover after its hiatus that will extend for three months black clover's manga hiatus will enter a three-month hiatus it will return may june july so basically in july black clover should be returned with its next chapter and ultimately the other very unfortunate announcement is that when black clover returns it is to enter its final arc so black clover is ending it is going into its final arc and it's having a three-month hiatus prior to that so that way yuki tabata can do what needs to be done in fact the official press release says here from the unofficial weekly shonen jump account that black clover by yuki tabata will be entering a three-month break starting issue 23 in order to prepare for the final arc chapter of the series and wow because initially everybody's going to be thinking oh my god so what's going to happen next and the mistake that i don't want to make is i don't want to dread black clover's ending i did that with naruto i did that with dragon ball super's anime i dreaded them coming to an end and i'm not going to make the same mistake with black clover so i'm going to look at it from a different perspective in terms of i'm going to be more appreciative and positive about it yes black clover's last chapter 330 it was terrible just in general the end of that arc was really really bad however the good news the great news the best news of all of this in spoiler territory of chapter 331 the final chapter of black clover that we're going to get prior to this massive break people we have some breaking news as i was editing this the editorial staff at shonen jump along with yuki tabata added some extra comments about the break let's read thank you for always reading black clover black clover will be absent starting next issue in order to prepare for its final arc after consulting this matter with yuki tabata it has been decided for the mangaka to take a rest for a certain period of time and then go back to write the continuation of the series due to these circumstances this break is expected to last about three months we will inform you for more exact dates and upcoming issues of weekly shonen jump we apologize to all the readers who are looking forward to the series but we hope you all understand we look forward to your continued support of black clover weekly shonen jump editorial department and then tabata followed that up with saying if i were to follow my own feelings i would have kept drawing without a rest but after having a thorough discussion with the editorial department and in order for me to draw the manuscripts of the final arc at my best i will be taking a long break i'm sorry to all readers that look forward to the series every week black clover will be getting even more exciting and i will be back to put out all my strength and spirit to finish it properly so i hope you can wait until then wow okay so they wanted to put it out there that hey they're just giving him a nice good rest before the final arc similar to what they did to taite kubo taite kubo prior to the ending of bleach i think they gave him two months if i'm not mistaken they gave him tabata three months so i'm gonna give them praise and respect if that's truly the case because that's admirable let your author rest before the finale that could last years and i'm not even gonna lie if you don't want to know about spoilers i'm highly encouraging you to hightail it out of here because i'm gonna be talking about the final chapter of black clover 
prior to the break and it is massive insane and easily the reason why you should continue wanting to read black clover because it is the greatest plot twist the series has ever had thus far let's read black clover going on hiatus final arc the one who will reach the strongest wizard king title and the time starts to move seal says you know you really are safe you've become so splendid then the spade simps simps are asking for you know if he'll return to spade to which you know says and he doesn't give an answer asta is happy his mother loved him he realized it was his mom based on leaves memories i told you i told you i said it i called it that they were fused together they became one they were overlapping they became one i told you meanwhile you know is giving a speech about all he needs to protect in clover kingdom etc you know speech and asta's convo and leave and ends up with the same declaration. Asta is talking his idealistic ideals about how he'll ensure people in Clover No leave is a good guy, that's not gonna work. Middle Tech says, Black Clover, we're back to Clover Kingdom. Damn they show and... Julius says something doesn't add up. Magicula is not a Quillforth devil. Damn they show to Julius. Please tell me you are not the devil that has saved our country. Lucius Zogratus. The text technically says Zogratus, but that's probably a typo. And the last page, I'm filled with time. And just looking at this, for starters, I called a lot of this. I called a lot of this. I have between a tweet that I put out a little minute ago where I said, oh snap, the Japanese voice of Julius from Black Clover also voiced Griffith in the 1997 Berserk anime. And if you know anything about Griffith, he was a traitor that did some horrible things at the end of his series. Not to mention, I also had a whole big video saying, hey, I think Julius is the final Zogratus sibling, which a lot of people had that theory too, but I'm just saying I was in the right direction. And fam, looking at this chapter when he says, it's me, and he looks like he's scared for a moment, Julius, like if he doesn't have, and he's like, is that what you wanted to hear? And it looks like Tabata didn't drop bodies in the last arc for whatever reason, but I think Julius just killed Damnatio. And then on top of that, a Dramalek comes through the window, which he kind of reminded me in a way of like a more pretty boy design of like Ryuk from Death Note. Like the way he flies through the window, it just kind of looks like a scene out of Death Note for a moment. And the Dramalek saying, I really turned out the way you said it with Lucius Zogratus. And then he says, ah, I'm filled with time, you know? And he looks straight up like an older version of the one brother that died. And it's crazy him with the sun there. I'm wondering like, okay, the real Julius never existed. It was always a facade this entire time because it would make sense honestly even the very beginning of black clover go to the black clover anime i mean it starts off with julius hiding who he is and walking around town and stuff like that like there's so many hints all over the series and this is exactly what black clover needed going into the final arc to make things exciting like yeah i ain't gonna lie the last arc it was rough there was some problems but this is exactly what the series needed i'm so hyped i can't believe i was kind of on the money on that one and also we got to talk real quickly about how long is black clover going to go right if we are at chapter 331 the final Final chapter prior to the big massive you know three month hiatus how much longer do we got i'm gonna say like this i remember when naruto announced that it was going into the final arc and whatnot likewise kind of with bleach but in particular i remember very specifically with naruto it said it was going into the final arc and it lasted five more years shonen manga don't last as long as it did in the previous gen i say it goes about half especially something like black clover so i'm gonna say with all of that being said if naruto went five years i'm gonna say that black clover has a solid Two years ahead of it unless they really want to rush it out the door and Tabata got to do it in one. That's what I'm going to call because if we're going into the finale, this arc alone lasted quite a few years, right? This whole thing against the three Zogratis siblings and Magicula and everything, that lasted a few years. The final arc ideally should last long too. So who knows? Black Clover could go for two more years. It could go for five more years. I think that this is also a possibility with the big break to do a big time skip. If this is like, hey, there are 
vying for wizard king you know status and whatnot this would be a perfect opportunity to switch things up because at the end of the day just because right there damnation was killed doesn't mean everybody's going to immediately know that this is a traitor i would love let's get a break let's get a time skip let's get austin you know a little bit older so the whole wizard king situation can become a real thing and not feel like oh they're still kind of young and at the same time with black clover with all the hate that it got in the last one i think now they can afford to get a little riskier with changing things i'm just saying but wow people very very big and explosive info final arc three month hiatus black clover's big plot twist with julius insane curious what you guys think for starters how do you feel about lucius zogratis all along do you think the real julius that we know of the entire series really was there somewhere was that all an act your thoughts on lucius zogratis maybe he's not completely evil maybe he started off evil maybe being with the people of the clover kingdom might have softened them up in certain areas because we've seen julius really kind of even look benevolent or maybe all of that changed once the gates of the devil world maybe that's when julius was reminded of who he really is any overall thoughts and expectations for the future of black clover wow what a day what is going on with weekly shonen jump right now seriously people let's talk about it seriously let's talk about it in case you ain't been keeping up i got videos go check the channel uh the latest video that i uploaded prior to this one or second latest depending on the order of uploads because i got a bunch of stuff cooking right now in case you missed it black clover's manga just was announced to go on hiatus for a short time or a short hiatus meaning it's going to be longer than the usual week but there's no other attached announcement to it whether the author is sick or not and there's just been so much information floating all over the place about what's going on in shonen jump right now how competitive it is how ridiculously strenuous it is right now trying to keep up in the market and in general this news right here is like yo by the way people before we jump into it all subscribe and hit that bell because you're gonna want to be notified if there's any updates after what i'm gonna tell you with what's going on in this story right now because in case you don't know dr stone's manga recently wrapped up it was not even maybe a few months ago i want to say maybe i'm off on that but it hasn't been that long since dr stone's manga wrapped up and dr stone is a duo boichi and richiro inagaki boichi does the art inagaki did the writing they were a duo however following that right after that in fact we get the announcement that boom boichi got a manga coming and it's like wait a minute what like he just ended dr stone right now but he didn't want to stop he wanted to keep going this is how some people in shonen jump or in manga in general operate they're like okay project's done i'm ready to go on to the next one and it was like okay it was supposed to be a, a manga food essay manga of some sort so i was kind of like doesn't sound up my alley but hey maybe that's what boichi wants to do and he was doing it in weekly shonen magazine however this big announcement right now is that he is basically ending it canning it and the reasons is sad dr stone's boichi ends food essay manga zesan sekai michi in third chapter dr stone artist boichi announced on twitter on monday that his sezan Sekai Meshi Taberebe Konoyo no Subete ga Wakaru Amazing World Food Understanding Everything About This World Through Eating Essay Manga About Food will end in its third chapter. Boichi stated that he had to stop it because something sad happened. Boichi launched the manga in Kodansha's Morning Magazine on April 14th. Boichi Sunken Rock Origin and Richiro Inagaki, author of Aishil 21, launched the Dr. Stone manga in Weekly Shonen Jump in March 2017. Now, the sad reason first of all very very vague i've noticed shonen jump is starting to be very vague they're not talking much about like the author's health anymore they're trying to shy away from that i've started to notice in recent times because yeah it's always been a, a public outcry of like enough is enough already with these authors that are going through it so 
it's just said sad reasons. I'm going to put my conspiracy theorist hat. Don't believe anything I have to say if you don't want to. Believe it if you do. But ultimately, my theory on it is if it's not something to do with like family related stuff, tragic stuff, which that if that is the case, absolutely, of course, do everything you need to do. Stop your manga, all of that stuff, because, yo, that's real life. That's important. Do what you got to do. However, if it is for sad reasons and it's vague as such, just like, hey, sad reasons. What if it's that maybe Boichi going to Kodansha, Shueisha was like, hold up a sec. Wait a minute. You're, you you just finished Dr. Stone five minutes ago. Where are you going? What are you doing? Because again, to me, I was shocked. Like he's in Kodansha. He just left Shueisha and Jump. What happened? So who knows if there's some discrepancies there and they were like, we're going to end your whole career right now if you play with me right now, fam. Like don't, don't ever do that again. You're, you're, you're done with that. In three chapters, it's out of here. Maybe that's what he produced. And they were like, well, <laughs> it's over now. So who knows if that could be the case. Again, that's just conspiracy theory. Pay no mind to it if you don't want to it's like ah but just a thought and either way it's just kind of bonkers to me that boichi goes shortly after finishing a big serialization like dr stone straight into another one with this food essay manga only to end it three chapters in due to sad reasons again if he did lose somebody or if it's anything of that nature very very sad stuff but i don't know it just seems very bizarre the whole situation felt bizarre like if he had like some words with shueisha dipped out went to kodansha and was like yo i'm gonna mess shit up over here and was like <clears throat> that doesn't happen in the history of this magazine we're not letting it happen now fam you don't do that you ain't bringing clout to them you crazy you're gonna get clouded off over here that contract probably said something wild and boichi could have been like oh let me just end this right here lads and well since we're talking about authors doesn't it feel appropriate to bring in the weekly shonen jump author comments and let's start off with one of the goats of this generation gaga akutami i've been belly breathing so i was told to breathe with my chest yes the way you breathe can definitely um alter a lot with you your mood and all sorts of stuff so i mean i don't know why we're starting off shonen jumps author comments with like belly breathing suggestions but <laughs> then let's jump straight into Ayakashi Triangle uh, because we know that's been a chaotic thing and now it's leaving Shonen Jump. Uh, Kentaro Yabuki said, Suzu's darkness can no longer be held back. See you in Jump Plus starting next week. Yeah, it got too spicy. The people over there at Viz and probably new investors that was coming through and all sorts of stuff was like, this can't be in our magazine. You know what I'm saying? We're trying to get Jump on, on mainstream media's level and you're like, <laughs> sorry. So yeah, Suzu's darkness is going to have have to be withheld within the confines of Jump Plus Online. Although, I think that, if anything, now that allows Yabuki to go wild and hopefully Yabuki's financial state isn't affected much by it and it's like, yo dog, I, I want to see the authors win. I'm always for the artists. I'm always for the authors. I'm always for the creatives. That's how I roll here. Yo, and I ain't gonna lie, I wasn't even gonna read this one, but I want to do it right now because it sounds dope. The Elusive Samurai, Yusei Matsui, he also did Assassination Classroom. I no longer get excited about a new phone. I used to treated like getting a new toy and would read the manual with passion yo that is so facts in fact i bought this one was it 2020 i want to say it was 2020 and i haven't really been like all that enthusiastic i'm hoping that apple goes into that flip phone thing that they've been doing with the smartphones lately i like that idea i don't know if they're gonna skip out on it though but let's move on to uh yuki tabata author of black clover he had said my two-year-old saw my art and said you're really good at drawing papa thanks i'm doing my best that is so heartbreaking and sad to hear 
yeah. I, I can relate so much because I've been through some situations, right, where, like, you know, for example, it was a few years ago, trying really hard at creating some content, and it was backfiring, and a lot of you guys wasn't rocking with it. I remember just my daughter's face would sometimes make me feel a little bit better, like, yo, I'm getting destroyed out in these streets. And my daughter coming through would make me feel like, yo, it's all right. I still got her. And I don't know, man. It's so sad that Yuki Tabata is getting so much hate uh, with the latest stuff in Black Clover because he's a really good dude. And maybe Black Clover's quality might vary at times depending on what's going on. But ultimately, there's still a spirit in there that I'm always going to appreciate no matter what. And yeah, it's just wild out here. And shout outs to Tabata. I don't want to. I can't hate on a man that, you know, cares about his kids. We got Yuji Kaku's Ayashimon. I read Alan Moore's Neonimacon. It was really good. I'm hoping for a sequel. I'm hoping that you continue solid in the magazine. I'm hearing some good things with like the latest, latest chapter that like it seems like we're starting a new arc and the pacing has slowed down and I'm hoping that that's a, a sign that maybe, you know, Koisuru One Piece might get the axe. Doron Dororong might be hitting the chopping block and of course Ayakashi Triangle had to leave to Jump Plus and Black Clover. Oh my god, what is Jump going to be left with? It's like One Piece takes a break every, what, three weeks and stuff like that. So One Piece, you got it here and there. And you got Jujutsu Kaisen, of course. Like, Jujutsu Kaisen is the flagship title pretty much that is a standard. And even Jujutsu Kaisen takes massive breaks because My Hero has been taking a bunch of breaks as well. Like, I think it's going on another break. Uh, I can't remember. We'll talk about it probably in the next one. I don't think I have that story right here. But yeah, it, it's it's crazy. What is going to happen when Shonen Jump? I started this episode off and I, I think that that's one of the appropriate titles of what the hell is going on? What is happening to Shonen Jump? What the <gasps> Then we got Marshall's Hajime Komodo. UFO noodles really taste like they're bad for you. Delicious. I love them. I, I really... There's something about Hajime Komodo. He reminds me in a way, personality-wise, from his author comments of the author of Chainsaw Man. But, you know, different stories, different levels. I ain't gonna lie. Chainsaw Man and Marshall, they don't... <laughs> Hey, it's very, very different, but I, I really rock with Hajime Komodo. He's a very funny dude based off these author comments at the very least. Let's jump into Yuto Suzuki, uh, author of Sakamoto Days. The white monster energy drinks are delicious. Drinking one makes it feel like my heart is pumping faster. Yo, Yuto, was you going to give me the check for a saint? Like, I I'm just saying, I'm giving them free promo, Yuto. What are you doing? And let's jump to Gen Oska from Doron Dororon. I'm trying to say it right. I used to say Doran Dororan. Doron Dororon. I often struggle with whether I should address my assistants or fellow mangaka by their real names or pen names. It's complicated. I find that one very interesting because it also reveals that a lot of these authors, once again, have pen names. That's not their real names. Like, Taite Kubo, that's not his real name. I think his real name is like Noriyuki Kubo or Nanashi Kubo, something like that. Forgive me. But I know it's not Taite Kubo. Uh, these are pen names often that they have. Like, I believe the duo that did The Promised Neverland, that's a pen name as well. And to take a little breather from sales, let's talk about Comic-Con and the blows that just in general a lot of these anime conventions or comic book conventions because obviously Comic-Con is more than just anime but ultimately the big L's that they all took because of the pandemic and a lot of people are looking at it maybe from a different perspective of like oh my god they're falling off and stuff like that the same way people are looking at movie theaters except you really can't judge certain situations like things that were
were, you know, outdoors where literally there was laws where people could not go into these buildings. Like there was points where, hey, they, they have to be closed down. So how are you going to look at those numbers and say, oh, my God, they're all falling off like they took blows because of the situation out there. But it's not like people have lost interest in going to these events. They just literally couldn't because this article, it says San Diego Comic-Con lost over U.S. $8 million in 2020. The nonprofit organization San Diego Comic-Con lost over U.S. $8 million in 2020 according to its annual registration renewal. According to its annual registration renewal fee report filled with the filed with the Attorney General of California. That that year was the first year San Diego Comic-Con had to cancel its in-person event due to the new disease. The organization had a net worth of about US $25 million at the end of 2019 and a net worth of US $17 million at the end of 2020. Wow, it lost literally what? What's that? $8 million worth of value? That, that's nuts. The report listed revenues of US $3.9 million and expenses of $11.9 million. According to its fiscal year report for 2019, the organization had revenues of US 28.5 million and a profit of US 164,000 that year. That's not the greatest. Public information is not available for the organization's financial resorts for 2021. Hmm, interesting. That year, there was only a small Comic-Con special edition event in November as opposed to its larger shows. San Diego Comic-Con Chief Communications and Strategy Officer David Glanzer said to media news websites, while we are relieved we did not have to resort to forlorn any employees, the impact of not having any in-person convention for two years has had a negative impact on our financial resources as you know our primary source of revenue is tickets and booth sales the pandemic temporarily suspended those opportunities i should point out that our organization has long had a fiscally conservative outlook fortunately a vast majority of those who purchased tickets in 2019 for the 2020 show opted to have their tickets rolled over to 2021 and when restrictions continued and 2020 had to be canceled as well most continued to be enthusiastic and chose to have them rolled over once again yeah a lot of people want to you know they want to go the Times for San Diego Comic-Con website have reported that San Diego Comic-Con had not filed this IRS form for the... Gosh darn it, they're getting all the details. They haven't even filed taxes is what they're trying to say. And in related news, the convention appointed IMG as its first licensing agency. So just a whole bunch of information on the event. But yeah, this could impact things in the future, honestly. It could be where prices are going to be even higher, which the economy already, not to get too, you know, out there into economics and stuff. But y'all already know the economy is on some next level. Whoa, what are we doing here? So then you you add that on top of the fact that they lost so much value so much revenue over these last couple years of everything being shut down yeah i don't think they're gonna go away i think there's too much backing too much love and passion from comic book fans and anime fans and you know nerds all around to shut down um but i think they're gonna have to downsize or either that or seriously increase those prices because yeah that's one of the ways that they're gonna have to try to make back the revenue and i'm not gonna lie things are already expensive at conventions i couldn't imagine them increasing things by like 30% or something on top of whatever you know the economy has made them increase as well like oh god it's going to be nasty out there and them convention booths them prices is going to be the Disgusting. If you thought some select things in anime and manga were expensive at conventions, then yeah, now, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm scared. And then in more sales news, this is something that has a lot of the fandom because you know sometimes the anime community can be a bit immature and the fandoms are going at it between the My Hero Academia fandom and the Bleach fandom over this latest shocking revelation of the sales of Bleach and My Hero Academia in the U.S. in 
total the entire run of each series thus far and honestly I have I don't know if you'd call it a hot take I think it's just logical in terms of what went down but let me tell you exactly what happened courtesy of anime news network bleach manga crosses 2.7 million copies in print in US my hero academia manga crosses 10 million copies. Entertainment News Magazine Variety reported on April 6th that Taite Kubo's Bleach manga has 2.7 million copies in print in the United States. Kohei Horikoshi's My Hero Academia manga has over 10 million copies in print with its first volume having crossed 1.2 million copies in the United States. Note, while Variety stated these numbers are sales numbers, Viz Media confirmed these numbers are copies in print, so they haven't necessarily went to people's houses. Those books could still, you know, some of them at the very release are still in stores. Viz Media will publish a 20th anniversary edition of the first volume of Bleach on August 2nd. I saw they have like this big box set too that's coming. It's crazy. The company will also launch a 30 volume box set, there we go, of the My Hero Academia manga series on October 18th. The release will feature a 48 page booklet with bonus illustrations and double sided posters. And with that information a lot of My Hero Academia fans took to trying to clown Bleach and say ha 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 but in reality let's think about this for a second right because the argument that they're using is hey look at that bleach has been around forever and my hero's only been around a fraction of the time and my hero's at 10 million and bleach is at 2.7 like ha 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 except there's a flaw in that logic in that manga nowadays sells a bajillion more in the u.s than it ever did back in those days like manga now is selling you know in the millions of copies where back in the days it didn't sell much even in the big three era so to speak that's why they really tried their best to hide those book sales and when they would leak out the famous story that i always tell of how bleach had like one volume come out with 500 sales in a week and i was astonished and disgusted like how could that be happening to one of the biggest series out there right now there is a stark contrast in terms of what's happening nowadays sales have increased so yeah bleach that hasn't had an anime in a bajillion years now and hasn't had a manga in six years now is going to have less sales than a series that came out when manga is booming and social media is booming continuing to promote it it's just larger than ever sony bought out the biggest anime distributors netflix is in the ring like it's a whole different you can't you know because anime of course promotes the manga and then the manga like you can't compare the two it's a different time period like at the end of the day one of the biggest differences for example is that back in the days there wasn't any digital media so if digital copies are included in those sales figures that would be a thing but also back in the days it, over here we were like a million years behind in japan so like we would have anime but how much would it really be promoting when we didn't know what started where like everything was just very chaotic and now it's like oh, okay you could either be on the anime first or you could be on the manga and everything is pushed into people's faces it's, it's just a different story and if you really want to because there's some people that's just been mad disrespectful towards bleach if you really want to keep it real bleach in total has still sold more than my hero academia and that's not to slight my hero because my heroes done already what 60 something million worldwide or something like that's crazy but at the end of the day bleach is still a legend and the disrespect has been ruthless and it's like come on bro shout out to both series though that's like crazy to see what bleach did in a time period that manga really didn't sell that well and in a time period now that it's selling a lot more my hero is benefiting off of the backs of what naruto one piece and yes people taite kubo's epicness bleach okay people so y'all know that toei animation has had 
a ridiculous amount of terrible press lately, right? Between the battle against the content creators and copyright and all of the insanity that's been going on with the hack that happened of Dragon Ball Super Superheroes and One Piece Film Red getting delayed and just it's been crazy with Toei Animation and it seems like to try and put things in order in terms of their public image, they released a little bit of insight into the positives that they're going to be bringing to the industry and I'm not gonna lie, I'm not gonna completely cast them out and say like, yo, dog, because if you're gonna do something good and some like creatives or animators or whoever works within the anime industry uh, can benefit from it, then by all means, let's see it. But here's what we have. Toei promises work practice changes after labor standards recommendation. The legal portal site Bengo4.com reported last week that the Central Labor Relations Committee's Labor Standards Inspection Office recommended corrective action to Japanese media company Toei in response to the company's alleged practice of working employees beyond legal limits and failing to provide proper overtime pay to employees. Ouch! There is some really like bad stuff that has come upon Toei with this dog. I didn't even know that. Then they had that on top of that? Wow! Toei stated in response that it has already decided to take steps on improving its policies based on the recommendation and acknowledge it as fair. A female Toei assistant producer along with the Sogo Support Union Labor Union announced the committee's recommendation in a press conference last Thursday. The woman sought the assistance of Sogo Support Union in reporting and filing a lawsuit against Toei for the company's work practices last November. She wrote an announcement giving specific examples of Toei's practices including the fixed overtime system which determined that she would receive the same salary regardless of the amount of overtime she worked with no other compensation. The assistant producer also claimed that work hours in the company would regularly exceed 13 hours a day. The assistant producer also alleged in that announcement that she was sexually harassed claiming that a freelance employee touched her inappropriately. In a separate incident, a freelance assistant director supposedly gave her unreasonable orders such as staring at her while they were alone in a camera test and ordering her to sit with him. In both incidents when she reported the behavior, she claimed she received no assistance from Toei staff. And I definitely think at the very least they should take a look at that situation and see what's going on there. But wow, it is a, a nightmare right now in terms of like their press people, their staff that have to take care of their public image are probably running around like that Spongebob meme when they're inside of his head running around with the fire. Like that's what's happening over at Toei Animation right now because it doesn't stop. And I don't want to be one of those people because at the end of the day, I don't like people to be negatively affected. Like when Toei Animation suffers, while yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, you did this to the creators. At the end of the day, there are real people that are innocent. Whoever's calling the shots at Toei, uh, you know, they're innocent. They're, there's people under there that they have nothing to do with calling those shots and they get affected negatively if something happens with Toei. So it's a dicey situation. Um, ultimately, hopefully they do improve their situation and hopefully that girl, if she was wronged, she is either compensated or whatever she wants to be done or whatever the system deems reasonable to be done goes down because at the end of the day, if she's being done wrong, if they've done some horrible things to her, then absolutely that's not right. And it's kind of crazy what's, what's happening even over there in Japan now, right? Like a lot of people and a lot of weebs used to always idolize even in recent times or especially in recent times, Japan, because it's like, there is no cancel culture. There's none of that stuff over there in Japan. And I'm not saying that this is cancel culture. I'm just saying that people would say things that happen over here in the States and North America, you're not going to see in Japan, but stuff like that, for example, you, you you see it everywhere. It's going to happen everywhere. There's just different brandings of it, different looks of it, but it is in every political system. It is in every work environment, and it's just how you navigate 
navigate through it. And but yeah, people, a uh, terrible situation all around. I hope all parties involved are all right. And it's just really messy with Toei, man. I don't, I don't know. And I want to add in there that all of this was alleged. I don't know anything about any of this. This is all alleged based off this article provided by Anime News Network. And in more con news conventions, Anime Expo's Twitter account, in case you didn't see it over on Twitter, uh, I want to say it was a few days ago now, was compromised, so to speak. And they were tweeting out, like, the reason I knew about it is that they even tweeted at me. They must have got, like, the registry of everybody connected to the account that probably, like, buys badges and it's just connected in general to Gwen Anime Expo and their Twitter. And they just started spamming a whole bunch of stuff. It says here, Anime Expo's Twitter account compromised. The official Instagram account for Anime Expo and Twitter confirmed on Saturday that the conventions of the Twitter account was compromised earlier in the day. The Twitter account posted a profile picture and multiple posts promoting NFTs. A Google webcast of the Twitter account shows that the original post remained on the account for at least five hours. The account currently has no profile picture and all of the Twitter posts regarding NFTs and many posts tagging other Twitter users are now no longer available. Anime Expo will return as an in-person convention at the Los Angeles Convention Center on July 1st through the 4th, 2022. However, the convention will require attendees to the Anime Expo 2022 event to show proof of vaccination for the corona uh, or a negative test taken 72 hours prior to attending the event. Regardless of vaccination status, masks will be required indoors except in designated areas and will be optional outdoors. I wonder with all the mask mandates that they've been dropping everywhere if that's going to be a thing maybe last minute that they do. That would be crazy and interesting to see. I'm, I'm curious but yeah um, that's wild of how like you know this is happening very frequently like it was on YouTube not that long ago I'm seeing like Eminem's account all of these artists uh, of like you know rappers and stuff were hacked by this one Spanish guy it was the most bizarre thing ever and like now they got Anime Expo and yeah I don't know about returning to conventions man it's been a little bit uh, a part of me feels like it'd be dope to do but part of me feels like the next time I go to a convention I want to do something a bit more like grandiose with you guys like I want to set something up of like hey yeah maybe we kick in an anime expo and imagine like myself and a whole bunch of you guys just kicking it going from like we make an event then we go from the event we go to anime expo together we go from anime expo we hit up like a restaurant or a place to kick it like there are so many cool things that we could do right that would be dope I think you'd like to kick it with Fnev and run around anime expo in LA together wouldn't you say so so we'll see what's up see if I could get something done in time if not there's always the following year because it does seem a little bit strenuous and of course it's like last minute that i'm even thinking of this right now but it will be fire and if not this year then why not next year but we gotta wait and see because you never know opportunity can change everything even making the ceo of crunchyroll step down that one was like whoa i didn't see it coming but i guess i should have seen it coming just because at the end of the day if crunchyroll was bought out sony's eventually going to want to hire their own people usually it's customary for when they get bought out of a company for like the heads of it the former heads of it to stay on board to you know give people teach them the ropes and so that it doesn't feel like a dramatic change and ultimately they could continue the system as if nothing has happened and yeah with Crunchyroll being bought out and you know Funimation of course and all that stuff but Crunchyroll CEO Colin Decker resigns Colin Decker who just officially became CEO of Sony's Crunchyroll after merging Funimation's anime streaming catalogs into a single offering is leaving the company Decker is exiting the post after more than three years at Sony originally joining the conglomerate with its 29 
2019 purchase of Funimation. Sony bought Crunchyroll for $1.8 billion in cash from AT&T, and Decker was appointed head of the Consolidated Anime Slash Manga Entertainment Group. Last month, Sony announced that the two erstwhile rivals would merge into a single, unified Crunchyroll service. With Decker's departure, Raul Purini, Crunchyroll's coup, who was formerly the chief operating officer at Funimation prior to the brand integration, will now lead the company. The management changeover was announced Tuesday in a memo to staff sent by Keith Legoy, Sony Pictures Entertainment's chairman of distribution and networks. After more than three years at Sony, Colin Decker has decided to step down from his role as CEO of Crunchyroll, having worked passionately and diligently to bring our anime business to a successful point it is today. Colin led our Funimation business to an exponential level of growth and was instrumental in forging a great relationship with our partners at Aniplex. He championed and played a key role in our acquisition of Crunchyroll and has successfully led the integration of the two businesses, unifying them under the Crunchyroll brand. In a statement provided by Sony Pictures Entertainment, Decker said, Working alongside you has been an honor and a privilege. Because of your dedication, resilience, and belief, we have realized what seemed impossible just a few years ago. Which means expect more change. When, you know, new heads come in, it's not going to drastically change, hopefully. <laughs> uh, but expect change. And you're going to see it maybe in increments. You might see like a big announcement here or there. Because once a new head comes in, new decisions are going to be made. They like to make their mark and leave their stamp on the company. So, you know, whenever the next one comes in, it's like, hey, but that's when, you know, so-and-so did what they did at Crunchyroll. And it's just scary times, man. The more anime continues to become mainstream, I understand to a certain degree some fans that are just worried of like, yo, the bigger it gets, the more worrisome it's going to get with, of course, like censorship and things like that. And just in general, the decisions that are going to be made moving forward is not going to be from the same people that provided the experience that you're accustomed to and you've been accustomed to for a few years now. It's like legit. I have no idea what would happen to this channel if tomorrow I decided to just randomly let somebody else just start running this thing. Like I still film it, but everything else is handled down to the way I film it. What I talk about is all, you know, designed by somebody else. Like you guys would be like, whoa, this is, you know, something crazy. And boy, oh boy, do we got to talk about this because I'm not sure if I'm the only one, but has anybody else been paying attention to the streaming app wars? Like it's going nuts out there. Netflix, all these people with the anime arena, especially I love paying attention to like, okay, what move they're going to make next. And this move is very big. And honestly, it's sounding like Netflix is taking blows that we unbeknownst to us anyway, didn't realize was going to happen. But the big thing that kind of screwed them was changing up and basically making restrictions on the password sharing. One of the things that they came out and said was like, yo, there's a hundred million households that are sharing passwords and all sorts of stuff. Like they were bugged out about this number, but ultimately the fans spoke and apparently they had lost a ridiculous amount of subscribers. It's It's been crazy. Netflix considers low cost streaming tier with ads after first drop in subscribers in a decade. Netflix CEO Reed Hastings said on Tuesday that the company is considering introducing an ad supported streaming tier at a lower subscription cost. Hastings said, those that have followed Netflix know that I've been against the complexity of advertising and a big fan of the simplicity of subscription. But as much as I'm a fan of that, I'm a bigger fan of consumer choice and allowing consumers who, he is so full of it right now though. I, I get it, I get it. And allowing consumers who would like to have a lower price and are advertiser tolerant get what they want makes a lot of sense. Hastings statement follows Netflix Tuesday announcement of a decrease of about 200,000 subscribers from January to March, far below the company's earlier projection of a gain of 2.5 million subscribers. This is the service's first drop in subscriptions in a decade. Netflix attributed the drop to its all 
already high household penetration, account password sharing, and increasing competition. It also stated broader economic factors such as an inflation and the war in Ukraine. Netflix subscription in Russia alone resulted in a loss of 700,000 subscriptions. The drop in subscriptions led to Netflix's stock price dropping about 25%. Netflix projects a further decrease of around 2 million subscribers in the April to June quarter. The addition of a low-cost ad-supported subscription would be one attempt by the company to stem the subscriber bleed. The streaming service only recently implemented a price increase in subscription plans in the United States and Canada earlier this year. Meanwhile, anime streaming service Crunchyroll recently removed its long-running free ad-supported simulcast viewing option in the beginning of the spring anime season in April with only a few exceptions. And that was one of the major things I was thinking when I heard this news. Like, they're adding this ad-supported thing. Like, didn't Crunchyroll just remove that? So I guess these are different <laughs> businesses on different sides of the spectrum while Crunchyroll is trying to scale, Netflix is scaling down. Some spring season titles are available for free ad-supported viewing for their first three episodes a week after they premiere, and older titles are still available for free with ads. The service previously allowed free ad-supported streaming for simulcast titles one week after an episode premiered, and I'm curious what that did to the Crunchyroll numbers, the fact that they changed that now, because there are going to be droves of people that are going to dip as well, so Crunchyroll, they might have shot themselves in the foot with that one, because I, I don't know, unless they have some plan on how they stop the bleeding of that a lot of people are going to dip that yo what what i can't you know what i'm saying i can't watch for free anymore so that's interesting in comparison to netflix and just in general it's like the streaming wars are are bearing fruit to casualty and netflix's numbers are decreasing for the first time in a minute and it's wild because netflix was the first big guys on the block and all of these other competitors are coming through like wham 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 and netflix is taking an l but i think in the long term if netflix did this they have a plan that is going to help them get back on their feet. I think this is going to be a temporary thing and I think over time it's going to be curtains for the other streamers because now Netflix won't have that holding them back and I'm only speaking in terms of from the company side of things. I totally get that. It's like, yo, dog, well, actually adding ad-free supported stuff is still a really dope thing. So, yeah. By the way, people, before we even jump into this, subscribe and hit that bell because, yeah, you're gonna wanna be updated on things and since we're in the Netflix realm, might as well talk about it. There's a small update for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure which I feel like this was already out, but uh, this is another press release courtesy of Sugoi Light over on Twitter. Anime JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Stone Ocean Netflix Worldwide Distribution of Part 2, Episodes 13-24 on September 1st, 2022. I believe we knew it was September. I'm not 100% if it was said to be for the first or not, but either way, even though I'm disappointed, uh, really disappointed and like, it's only gonna be like, you know, a batch of episodes doing this 12 a year and it's JoJo's what happened. I'm still happy at the very least and excited to get it nonetheless it's like hey it's out of my control i'm not gonna say i'm never watching jojo's again because i gotta wait like they know we, we, we watching jojo's okay like they that's one thing shout out to them. they they know what they're doing in terms of i want me more jojo's and i ain't gonna lie i don't know what's all this chitter chatter that people be saying during my girl jolene but this is looking like it could be my favorite part i really rock with homegirl and then here's a little controversy that i've been seeing and y'all know me i ain't gonna lie i don't stray away from stuff like this i like to bring it to the forefront there are some things in the anime community there are some things in the anime and manga community that go unchecked, unaddressed and we need to talk about it because something that came out recently was an artist caused controversy over on Twitter. Twitter, alright? I know. Controversy on Twitter is like freaking, um, I don't I, I don't even know. Air and lungs, I guess, right? When you're freaking breathing. Uh, by redrawing Anya and pretty much they took the character from Spy Family that is Anya, the main little girl, and they drew her as a little black girl and I'm not even gonna lie, the art looks really dope of the artist 
shout outs to them but a lot of people were really upset about this and i always say this right i always say even if let's just say right even if you're upset about this this bothers you you're like dude just make your own shit why you gotta turn it into this and that like if that's your angle whatever but it's when the nastiness of the following comments that i look at it like nah like see this is the things about the anime community the uncomfortable troops of the anime community that we need to address that need to be discussed like at the end of the day because you're mad and upset about something does not give you the right to enter territory of all of the disgusting comments that you will see here and there was plenty more over this whole thing i get it if you're upset i get it i mean personally i don't get upset about those things but hey if you're upset and that's your prerogative whatevs at the end of the day taking it to that level of being like you know with these type of comments it's gross it's it's nasty out here like be upset you don't need to take that next level i think it looks cool i like the art at the end of the day it's not going to change my experience with spy family i've always felt like that was such an adorable idea and i've always thought like wow what a risk for shonen jump to really go the route of like a family series and i think jump plus allows them those rights to try that without messing up with the formula of what they've done with jump but yeah this was just really nasty out there and it's just a level of the anime community that i hope maybe over time with the world changing because it's a bigger issue than just in the anime community of racism and bigotry and hatred and all of that stuff and when i see stuff like this it makes me feel sad because you know it, it feels like something that is so logical right like the lessons that we all get in anime and manga peace and love and all of that shit it feels like majority of anime and manga fans especially when i see this type of chaos take those ideals and toss them out the window after watching these anime and reading these manga opposed to soaking up the game and don't get me wrong nobody's perfect don't get me wrong everyone makes mistakes but ultimately i don't feel like it's never okay to intentionally try and be disgusting um over anything like yo unless it's something that they directly are affecting and hurting you i just feel like it goes extreme and i'm always gonna feel that way no matter what like be mad be upset even say hey i disagree it's when you get to the levels of being disgusting about it that it's like come on fam come on and then they decided to promote another series using jujutsu kaisen or gegehakutami is friends more than likely with this author because according to this jujutsu kaisen's official account has revealed that mizuki yoda artist of neolation and marriage toxin the new jump plus series has been an assistant of gege akutami's in the past and i do think that that benefits things in a weird way i think it also helps the algorithms i will say this i checked out kaiju number eight because yuki tobata told me when i saw yuki tobata said hey that the monster series was from one of my assistants or somebody that had worked with me before like yo dog go go check it out i was like oh, okay i'm gonna go check it out yuki tobata told me i'm gonna go check it out i rock with tobata and it was freaking amazing and a great decision i believe likewise with the author of my hero academia he had another assistant that blew up with another work like it, it's really really a dope thing um i just wish we would see maybe a little bit more <laughs> other than just like the jujutsu kaisen account saying yo uh th this was an assistant like i would love for gege to come out and say yo dog you should check my guy out and if he didn't the author comments and i'm misremembering then forgive me but yeah it's like hey did you know and gege akutami's like yo dog if i ain't saying myself why are you saying it like who say you can promote yojiro my name right now who said that that contract said that and then 
in with all the chaos in the Boruto community with some of the latest stuff. We got a blurb and a, I guess a teaser, a spoiler for the upcoming chapter of Boruto chapter 70. That's next month's chapter, the chapter that comes out in May. But according to this, it said here, Boruto appendix card preview for chapter 70. In which direction will Kawaki's new resolve take him as well as his rising conflict? And that makes me think like, okay, so it's going to be a little bit more, once again, Kawaki-centric, which is pretty much always that at that point because a lot of people I've, I've seen mixed reactions to the latest Boruto stuff where people are like yo what is this dog like uh, this chapter felt a little bit stale too much romance too much talking and stuff like that but I think chapters like this help humanize the manga the same way it helped build the anime up a little bit of those slower chapters I think maybe they were like yo let's add some of that stuff to the manga and I do notice now when we get highs in Boruto even if they're not the most like 20 out of 10 type of highs it's still a little bit more interesting because now these characters have been fleshed out more and yeah so we're gonna see i guess kawaki more in the next chapter and also things are gonna get even more intense just wanted to give you a little bit of tidbits for boruto chapter 74 lads and then in other shonen news my hero academia is gearing up for some really cool stuff it says here my hero academia fest 2022 event will be held on july 24th and i'm imagining there's going to be some big announcements here at that festival i wouldn't be surprised if we get some words from hodakoshi in terms of where the manga is at like is it almost done like how much more time we have like that's going to be a very big one because we could very well get some words of like hey this is where we're going with it alongside the anime's upcoming season that's going to be fire to get into if they do it right as well and sadly that's where we end this episode that's all i have for this one i'm for world and as always people have an awesome day and remember the golden rule anime and manga for life babe. have an awesome day peace and you guys just watched another episode of forever have an awesome day. Make sure to subscribe and hit that bell, lads. And yeah, tell me what you thought about these stories. Oh, you should totally like subscribe. <laughs>